okay beautiful souls as promised i have my first guest connie barrett let's see if she's there connie are you there i am awesome so happy to have you on the show so delighted so humbled to have you here with us today so um i've got questions for you but before we go there if you can just share a little bit about your background a little bit as little as as much as you want to give and then we'll start the interview okay thank you very much Amani. thank you for having me on oh, you're so welcome. Oh, real pleasure to um to be able to share at this end of the year yeah. period <laughs> year that we have been having yeah. wow a bit about me um i'm a mum um, and a wife. I'm a mother of five five beautiful children. They're um, one of them's married. I have four grandchildren. Um, yeah, so my youngest one is uh, still in um, secondary school. Uh, so I have Ayana, Jamila, Kasaya, Sean, and Akria. And they're my my children. Um, uh, I um. I'm a business owner, as, as you know, and a, and a wife, wife to Marvin Barrett. And um, what else can I say? So I uh, started out as a, my career is uh, actually as a play worker and um, I then went on to become a teacher and I got my bachelor's of education at Honorary. And uh, from there, I taught for about 15 years and I was leading in science and uh, leading in mathematics um, in the primary sector and then um, I had my fifth child and I like many women just felt that I had not have enough time to spend with my children and I wanted to be able to have that time with my um, children Uh, so I decided I wanted to try and have my own business and uh, that started me on the road of uh, looking for a business of my own. Um, and I had a, a, I was called a vision around a name uh, called Kids in Charge, which actually started uh, many years ago from the church. It was actually a vision that I used to have a, a ministry that went out across the streets of Hackney and it was about children being in charge of their lives. And um, Kids in Charge started from there. But then when I wanted to start my own business, it came back to me, Kids in Charge. And um, I started in uh, 2007, Kids in Charge. I don't know if there's any more that you want me to say. Wow. Already, you know, already there's um, a lot that you've said there. And um, I love the name kids in charge i think that's um you know it just says a lot doesn't it and mm-hmm. um it's showing that you um believe in the sort of independent thinking of of children is, is mm-hmm. that kind of what was behind the name connie yeah it was um, the full name is kids in charge making a choice for a better future it's mouthful but you know the children are the future and i always thought that these children that I was looking after and teaching were actually going to make the decisions about my life when I'm mm. old. Yes. And it's important, 
you know, how we teach them and grow them and how they learn that they are decision makers early on and that they make choices that create a better future. Right. And, you know, I would say I <laughs> when I did the flyer, I had a list of things that you've done and um, we will go through those um, a little later. But I know that you are really excited about um, two new business projects that you're involved in um, mm-hmm. that you started recently, Kickstart and I Am Somebody. And I really want to kind of go into those. Do you want to start with Kickstart first or um, the, the, which, which one do you want to start with? I think um, the I Am Somebody project. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Let's go there. Yeah, it's the I Am Somebody project is yet to, to be birthed, but it is, for me, the place where I want to spend my energies as my current businesses allow me to move off and do some other things because there are people looking after the business. Um, and the I Am Somebody project is about young people who have felt, um, as I once did, that their life was a bit over maybe because of choices I I had my son Sean my my wonderful son Sean I had him when I was 17 and you know it was very frowned upon those days and I just felt that and I was in care and lots of things that happened to me as a child caused me to really feel that um I wasn't somebody and um life when I was younger was quite and difficult in my mind at least and so the I Am Somebody project is something I want to give back because I've done well and I want people to know that your beginnings does not equate your end or your future and so this project is sort of like my I've created this business and my uh, philanthropy my charity this is what I will be doing is having at this um, I Am Somebody project that allows people to reflect and to receive and to restore. And the restoration, mainly young people coming out of care, is what that will be about. Now, Kickstart is a government um, initiative that has just uh, starts for January, which we were able to bid for um, in October. And um, I went forward for it and it's a scheme that the government is allowing young people between the age of um, 16 to 24 to be employed by companies the government will pay for them to work 25 hours a week and the the, um, employers will receive a grant helping them young people to become more employable and so we will be running we, we're calling it the Kickers Programme and we, we've um, been awarded, so I'm so excited about that. We'll be providing 30 to 60 jobs with different players and um, we will be offering them uh, one-to-one coaching with uh, Mervyn Barrett. I know you know Mervyn Barrett. Yes, Mervyn Barrett, <laughs> yeah. He's coming yeah. on as well, yeah. So um, he, he will be doing providing one-to-one coaching and group coaching and that is more about the young people being able to have an opportunity not just to get the nuts and bolts of how to have a job but also to look at themselves and have that reflective time and look at how they've got to where they are to build skills of resilience and um, 
they will also have the hands-on how to apply for jobs, how to um, interview, how to do the online interview as it is now and all those practical things and they will have jobs which will also be um, having a reward ceremony they will be having um, buddies and the buddies will be rewarded for ensuring that their kicker comes to work and is settled so we're really excited about providing something just so much different to just we get some money pretend that we're helping them put them in jobs and off they go we're actually going to make it and to me that is the beginning of the doorway to the I am somebody project I, I feel that that has been created and we've got into this so that that vision will be realized you know that sounds really good and, and as you were saying Connie about you know young people being the future and it's like well, you know it's so important for them to have something um, and I love what you're doing there so 30 to 60 people you'll be able to take on and they'll receive coaching and you know just being given a, a guidance to go out into the world and to take their you know their journey where they want to um yeah. and that's amazing so are you saying yeah well, go ahead go ahead connie no i'm just saying and work experience too that is supported so you know we would have them start working mm-hmm. a bit later in the afternoon and then gradually have them working from we, we want them to win so we're setting them up to win so are they, is this from any, how can people um, apply? So if a young person's listening or if a family member's listening and think, oh, my young person, this will be great for them. How can they apply to you and get this op- this wonderful opportunity? Well, the Kickstart is run by the Department of uh, work, work and Pensions. So through their work coaches, it's only open to people who are on the um, Job Seekers Allowance. Oh. And, uh, through their, their work coaches that they have um, in the job centre, they will um, direct people to the scheme. So I think there's a board that has all the different jobs that it's not just like, I mean, there's loads of companies around the country who are involved. So it's a scheme that's open, but ours, I think, is quite unique in the way that we will be spending a lot of the money on encouraging and um you know, really supporting and making sure that we celebrate with award ceremonies and prizes and all of it. So um, I can't, they can't directly come to us, but they can look out for it um, with their job coaches and just look for the Kids in Charge Kicker Scheme right. if they want it well. Right. And um, also, from what I'm hearing you say, the I am somebody, they will get an opportunity to be part of that um, project as well. As we go forward, yes, they will. They will. Wow. And you know what I want to ask you, um, Connie, what's so important about this age group? Because I do think the 16 to 24 year, year old is, you know, it's a unique time in, mm-hmm. a, young, in, in a person's life. And how important is it to get that um, guidance, to get that, you know, mentoring and to have have people around you who can, you know, stir you? How important is it compared to, you know, say that isn't out there for, for, for other, ch- other young people? And that age group is quite unique and quite important, isn't it? It really is. And, and um, at that age, there can be so many distractions and there's a lot of... Um, media that 
has you believe that you can you know you, you have to be some kind of media star some youtube star and without that there's not much else going on um and and also obviously the job market is is very narrow now so um there are i mean there isn't so many jobs as people are being furloughed and the rest of it so the opportunities are less so being able to be paid and to get these skills and not to be under the pressure because um you know you're one who's being relied on totally but your job is extra so you have the opportunity to grow and to be mentored and i think to be mentored and to have an opportunity to explore your internal thinking at this age at those ages is really important for uh, the mind uh, the development of the mind which is where it all sits in the mind and um, that's what i think is really key that these young people have an opportunity with the coaching um, at this age to be able to consider what they want to do next how they have got to where they are and what you know where they want to go from from where they are now yeah because i think you know at that age as well is that they have the energy and it's like you know you got you have the energy but if you don't have the guidance you know and what what you're offering is okay that you've got the energy and now we're going to take your mind and you know take it in the, in the right direction so that you're yeah. you know you're starting off as you mean to to, to go on and yes. um yes go, go ahead go ahead they also bring, yeah they bring <laughs> table new ideas yes and and innovation yes indeed so we we do have a um, work experience and we always find that the young people are in tears when they're leaving and the children after are in tears when they're leaving because they make such a contribution and i think to be valued and to be in a place of value at work at that age is really important encourage you to go on to you know to um want to have that career yeah, you know, the buddy system. So is it sort of, um, is it that you're um, going to put um, them in peers and they can support and, you know, how, how does that work, the buddy system? Uh, people who are part of the workforce already and who will be identified by the employers as, you know, going to be... Yes, yes. ...would buddy up with one of the kickers, mm-hmm. would encourage them, you know, help them to find their route to work, make sure that they've considered, you know, giving enough time to make sure they're on time and just supporting them um, in terms of having somebody to speak to, encourage them when they don't feel like going to work. Yeah. No, I'm I'm just, I'm just thinking back, you know, being that age and, you know, it it can be that thing, isn't it, where they feel, oh, the alarm clock's gone off. I don't feel like going in today. Yeah. Uh, and so that's where the buddy will come in come in handy to sort of um yeah motivate and also the buddy will um will celebrate them in a forum so that when we have the um the days where we we have um presentation of awards that they will be uh publicly recognized by their buddy for all that they have done the hills that they have the mountains that they have climbed and the valleys that they've got themselves out of and just helping to keep encouraging and saying you know you you are valuable and you are somebody and you can do it and you're doing a great job so that's the buddy 
So one more thing I want to ask about kickers is um, will they, when they come to you, will they sort of say, okay, this is the career that I'm interested in or have you got a selection of um, careers, you know, open for them or do they, do they get a chance to choose or is it a bit of both? Well, it's actually an interview process. So you send to the, the um, job centre, you send them the job script descriptions for the different roles. So we have from my company, because I'm one company, but I have other companies within my gateway. So they will all do their own job descriptions and the job centre would then take the, the young people through those and they would choose what they want to apply for then they would be interviewed and then they would um, you know be become part of the, the, the company for the six months mm-hmm. so those um, jobs are anything we have a marketing assistant we have administrative assistant we have HR assistant we have nursery assistants and we have breakfast and after school club assistants so we have a, a range of um, and uh, finance as well. So they would wow. be able to choose one of those roles in our company, and then the other companies will present their different um, roles as well. So there's quite a lot of choice for them to 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 choose from, and you know it sounds sounds really really good. I want I want to quickly go back to the I am somebody because. If, when I see that title, it just um, reminds me of, um, you know, people needing to build the self-esteem. And it, it seems like you can never, ever, you know, build your self-esteem enough. There's always, you know, more to do. And is that yes. kind of the, the, the thing behind it? Because I feel as well, in this country, not just, you know, not just one group, not just one community, but it seems to be certainly, and especially, you know, around young people, self-esteem issues can be there from, you know, which can actually affect throughout life. And is that kind of your thinking to kind of start young people off and feeling good about themselves and seeing themselves, you know, the way maybe other people might see them that they don't always see for themselves? I think it's about seeing who who you that you have a purpose that you you have skill that it isn't what other people say about you that really matters it really is what you say about you that really matters and so therefore they keep on having to replenish your your um, self-esteem becomes less need need I mean I think we always have to speak to ourselves powerful words but really not just having a mantra of words but having a a look into your inner self and that you are not this person or that person that you are enough being you and that that's really what i think young people they struggle well i struggle as well you know with that yeah just saying that i am enough I am enough as I am and to but first of all one young people really need to be able to look at who are they who am I and, and you know what I'm thinking as well Connie I think as well like in my day it was hard enough but now young people have got social media there's all sorts there's you know there's so much going on there's so much sort of um you know for them to kind of try to you know live up to so you know, again, do you think it's harder now than it was, say, some you know, back, you know, back in the day, for for different generations? I oh, definitely. I think when you make a mistake, 
it's just put on the internet and it lives there for forever. And I think lots of young people um, struggle with with that, and it gets represented over and over. And it's really you really have to um, have a strength that allows you to step over that and to see that you know mistakes are simply that, and everybody makes them. And you know, as a Christian as well, you know, I would want to be able to opportunity for young people to see that you know there is a forgiveness that is the only place where the forgiveness needs to really come from and that is from God your creator who created you for a purpose and if he's not holding it against you then really nobody else's opinion matters you need to continue to grow and to be who you were created to be with your warps and all I love that. Um, definitely, it's a, it's an it's something that you have to build from within, and yeah. obviously with the support that you're going to give them, you know they'll be you know they'll come out flying and knowing really where who they are, where they want to go, and will tap in within rather than worrying about what's being said outside. Um, yeah. yeah, sorry, Connie. Did you want to? Did you want to say? Were you saying something? Just that the the the. The dragging of the baggage of the past is something else that I think the I Am Some Project, by the reflection, to be able to restore, one needs to reflect and to look at the fact that sometimes we hold ourselves back by just continuing to carry that which we, our mistakes of the past are, fear the past and we live with those and we put them in front of us so we can't get past them because they hold us, you know, keep looking back rather than being able to look forward. And I, I just think that it's going to be so important going forward for our young people to be able to step over and past those the, the mistakes, the fears, the, 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 the things that they've made them feel like they're not good enough. And that they can step into their future. I'm very passionate about it, um, mainly because of my own my own um, upbringing, and you know, being in care and and all that went with that. It really did hold me back for a long time. Well, but I agree. Well, you know, Connie, what I love is what you said at the beginning. The past, you know, doesn't represent what's going to happen for your future. And certainly, you know, nobody would know about that with you because, you know, you are a, a very successful businesswoman. And not only that, but you help other people. You're, you've founded a, a, a business network, which I'm, I'm, I'm in that group, and many people are in that group, and you do so many things. So what, what I'd like to do is if you could um, come back, if we could go back to kind of when did you, when did you realise that you had the uh, or when did you decide you know what I want to be I want to I want to work for myself I want to start my own business I want to get out of the corporate and I want to start my own business when did you decide how did you and can you kind of take us down that journey because you've done so much since that time um journey from sorry can you just say that again for me yeah when you decided to um start your own business mm-hmm. Um, how long ago was that and and what was the thing what um what was the inspiration or the motivation 
Uh, my own business. It originally, I started my the, the kids in child started in two thousand and seven, um, and the original motivation was to have time with my youngest daughter. Yeah, I just wanted to um, be able to have that opportunity to spend more time, but also um, the out of school care provision. I um, when I was doing this many years ago, I found it to be a really important part of a child's day there's they spend like two hours an hour in the morning with you and then maybe three hours in the afternoon that's four hours we've got to find out that young people they would often spend more time with us than they would with their parents um when, when my children my um elder two were younger and i had to put them into childcare because i worked throughout um when I was a single mum, I obviously I was working and I was teaching, and um, I used to drop the children off to out of school care, and um, sometimes they'd have to stand in the snow because the person didn't turn up with the key, or like my son Sean would be sitting having his breakfast in his cap and his jacket, sitting at the computer, and I was just but I had to go to work. And I just used to feel so stressed. I'd come and get their things after school and they were just like a big heap of clothes and bags and there just seemed to be no order and the children would run from one end to the other. And I wanted to give children an opportunity that after school, again, that they're not just a number, that they continue their education, that they have a key person who actually is concerned about them, would ask them about their day at school, would in the morning know who their friends are, talk to them about the beginning of their day and just have a real quality service for for um, young people who are going to breakfast and after school club. So because I'd done that years ago, um, I used to work for NACRO, the National Association of the resettlement of offenders i think it's called nacro i used to do um breakfast and after school care for them um as a job i was only 19 i think and i had my own club <laughs> destined <laughs> <laughs> and um so yeah i i to, to produce something of my own that was going to be of high quality and really be of benefit to the children and where parents could leave and no matter if their child was seeming distressed, they felt um, assured that their child was cared for. And we also set it up in such a way that, you know, breakfast was seated, it was at a laid table, that children would make choices about their breakfast and their their evening meals, um, that they would be part of the planning, they would be part of the whole decision-making about how their their clubs ran and how it was going to be good for all people and we really have created something very special for very little in the way of behavior issues because the children are involved in how how the the operation works Um, and that staff felt valued because that was another big thing and it's still a big thing for me that staff are valued that's staff recognise how important their role is for these children. They're not just play workers, but they're actually key to these young people and key to the parents. So Kids in Charge started from that desire. 
you know that's that's amazing and um you mentioned staff and you've got 65 people that you need to manage and what i find interesting here about what you do connie is because you were you know you're you're involved in what's happening to the younger side of um you know people like the little ones and needing um to be part of the kids in charge um and is that right start day um can nurseries as well but then you also manage you know 65 um people in in your business as well how does that how does that work how how do you find the time to do all this based on the fact that you know you you also are a mother wife and um you know you have your own personal things that you do how do you um manage such a big team um i always start with saying systems uh-huh. systems 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 great people training systems 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 lots of uh feedback always taking feedback so that you can you always uh, improve what you're doing so that you make the best systems work I, I think um, obviously we have you know company structure and um, I have people responsible for different parts of the business I train um, train them teach them and uh, support but most of all it, it, there is uh, we have a lot of systems and we do um, a lot of reflective work so we're looking for feedback from our clients um we're looking for feedback from the staff and everybody is accountable so um yeah and i do a lot of coaching with all, all the leaders i do coach all my leaders yeah because you you coach um the people who work for you but you also um do is elite elite business coaching that is for business owners who's already got a business up and running and who want yeah. to take it to the next level and you know people don't always understand about coaching they may feel well maybe you need it if you're needing to to get started but can you can you explain to people how vital coaching can be especially if you have something that is working and you want to obviously grow and be you know take it to a whole nother less a whole nother level i i have a coach i've had a coach for maybe seven years maybe more now and um i think that is invaluable I, i think i couldn't do what i'm doing without my coach um and uh, i think that when um you want to move forward you need to take counsel you need somebody to look to stand beside you to look at where you're looking and to help to guide you where you want to go and help you to you create the steps and your coach helps to remind you and show you the way to take those steps i think sometimes uh people underestimate that value of the coach and um, the support that they give and you still have to do the work um but they're constantly on the sideline um supporting and guiding and um taking you back to basics well, well, mine does anyway. When I when I'm going off the rail, help me to focus. On. <laughs> yeah, so I think I mean all the all, all the, the presidents, prime ministers, sports people, all the top performers have coaches. So 
I believe that if you want to be a top performer, you need a coach. Yeah, I, I would agree. I definitely, definitely agree. And it's funny, um, a few, uh, was it a couple of months ago, we had Kali and Zara, um, who are people that um, are being mentored and coached by yourself and your husband, Mr. Um, Mervyn Barrett. And yes, um, Zara, couple. yeah, lovely couple. And Zara oh. was saying, um, she was talking about, you know, the coaching she, she's received and also the mentoring and that it's slightly different. Can you, because you do, you do that as well. You help people, you mentor people with their business. So can you, can you explain for us a little bit how you would, um, you know, make the distinction between coaching and mentoring? I think um, that is more of a Mervyn question. For me, <laughs> I'll be speaking to him soon. Yeah. <laughs> for me, when, I, when I'm being coached or when I'm coaching, I think it's a bit of both. I think it's easier when you're mentoring somebody, it tends to be around the, um, the you know, the business area that they're in. But the, the business coaching, business coaching, mentoring, I think they go hand in hand. You are looking at how the person is running their business, but also the nuts and bolts of um, developing that business. So I'm not sure... Um, myself that I would make the distinction between because I'm not um, I'm coach I'm business coaching from my experience of business and I'm sharing what I've learned with other people at the same time I'm listening to the excuses that people make and um, helping them to get back on course I'm not a very um, I'm not a very um, touchy-feely type of coach <laughs> uh, I like. I, I don't really like yeah. people making at taking action. So, and you know, yeah, certainly action is is very important, very vital in coaching because it's it's like deciding on something, being accountable, and um, that's what a coach does. Whereas if you um, if you don't have a coach, you can just say, "I'm going to do this thing," and you never really get started. And um, you know, so I, I totally, totally agree with what you're saying there. You know, what I also want to talk to you about is, um, obviously, as a as a business person, what would you say are the, the skills, inner and outer, what sort of skills do you feel people, you know, sort of like being determined or what have you, um, and outer skills that people should have um, if they are pursuing business? I think the first thing is you need a business that is solved the problem. Partner, before, before, I think often um, people want to do want to do something that they're doing. But um, I think you have to look at your business first of all from the point of view: is what what problem does my business or will my business solve for another? Yes. And. When you have seen, you know, that your business is actually solving something, then how you um, how are you going to deliver it? Knowing who your customer is, knowing who your avatar is, who is that customer, and then being the right person for your customer. You have to be the right person for your customer. You have to be able to um, also be coachable 
you have to be prepared to develop yourself. You have to be prepared to take action. You know, uh, I find that a lot of people do a lot of planning, which I'm a, I'm really keen on planning. Mm-hmm. But once you've made the plan, then you have to fire. You have to start moving. Move, yeah. <laughs> Move forward, yeah. You will adjust as you go along because the learning, you have to be prepared that you're not going to get it right. You're not going to get it right. It's, it's, it's in the it's in the getting it wrong that you get it right. Mm. And it's not being afraid to that. So you have to really take yourself on, be prepared to take yourself on and decide. You start with the end in mind so know what it is that you're trying to achieve. Be prepared to take responsibility. Yes, yeah, so um, fear can be the thing that can ho- hold people back. It's like the idea of planning it and thinking about it and dreaming about it, but that final step is is where people tend to struggle, and that's kind of where the mentoring and coaching that it seems as though it's it's about that dealing with that. You know, getting that person to kind of move forward into what they say they want um why do you think we have so so why do we have so much fear about doing something for ourselves but it's so easy for us to go out and do something for somebody else it's easy for us to you know apply for jobs and go and work for somebody else but when it comes to setting up our own you know why is that such a fear for people do you think honey um maybe because we to um we worry about you know people are going to think of us we we don't it's the risk of what we might lose looking at that rather than what we might gain um and like just being very negative and i i think we we're wired to be afraid to try to protect ourselves and in that protection we actually hold ourselves back and um it's you know, for some of us, especially for women, you know, there's a lot of that we've been told that you can't, you shouldn't, your children, you know, you're going to, um, you're, you're not putting your family first and, you, you know, that's not your place and all these types of things. So I think that um, comfort as well, we, we don't like to step out of our comfort zone that want a lot of things, but we don't want to do what's required. You know, and um, being in business and and being successful is work. It is work. And I think often people are not really ready to do what's required. It's hard work. So really, it's like you, you have to be interested and you must be excited about all of it. It can't just be the actual dream about fulfilling you know it's not you can't just be oh I want to do this or, I want to be that you've got to enjoy the journey of it even though it's going to have some struggles and you've got to get your mind and this is all about the mindset as well you have to get your mind used to you know um is like liking the hard work is what I'm hearing you say Connie yeah and being prepared to f- stare in the face of your fear mm. and stare it right in the face <laughs> do it anyway yes. I want to do it anyway and speak to yourself like you know I always say to myself God has not given me a script 
prepared but of peace joy and a sound mind and i'll be standing looking in the mirror saying that i'm going into a room of men i remember when i opened my nurse i was at the mrp there's about six soldiers all these different colonels all these different people and i thought oh my God. Room, these guys they're gonna kill me they're just so you know they're so um they're military and they're just like far away from my world and but you know I was able to stand in the face of my fear and win them out because I have a vision and I have a purpose and I knew what I wanted to gain before I went into the room. So it's going to be there, but you go forward and you look for opportunity and then um, Earlier on, you talked about your spiritual values. How important is your spiritual values to deal with, you know, um, when things are, are difficult as you're, like you say, going into that room with six people who all had their poker faces on and that, you know, how, how valuable is it to have something, you know, beyond you that you turn to in these times? Uh, for me, it's... It it's really important. Um, it has been important for me over the years. And um, sometimes when I've lost my way with my faith, when everything, um, you know, when everything, or when I'm doing really well and I've left God to the side for, for a bit. <laughs> and, um, and I, and I, rem- and you know, maybe I have other challenges and there is no other place. And, and the beauty is, is that God is always there despite our behaviours. He doesn't forget us, how we sometimes forget him. And uh, he's been faithful. Awesome. And um, love that you said that. Um, it's very powerful. And, you know, I want to um, touch on um, 2020. And um, I want you to kind of say, what does, what's 2020 been like for you? with your business and you know all the things that's been going on because i know you've got a kind of a unique um way of looking at it well i know that lots of lots of people have had losses and the deaths and you know um that has been very sad to hear um but sorry my my throat is going at the moment um but for, for me, I felt that 2021 has been, um, it's been amazing. I, I, I've learned so much. I've seen uh, God's grace. Um, I've found new parts of me that I didn't know existed. And uh, all I feel like so many opportunities um, to grow and to change have come through the, the, the difficult difficulties of 2021. So I feel I've seen so many people in the business network have inspired me with um, their willingness to take on themselves and new ideas and to like change their business models. And I've been really encouraged by that. And it brings joy uh, to me to see that despite you know the George Floyd despite the coronavirus um, I've seen people rise and have become more than they would have been without it so I know sometimes you know adversity 
you know, is the mother of invention. And uh, I've seen many um, great things in this year. Um, and even my, my eldest son, he's um, started a business this year as well. Awesome. Oh, because of, because of um, COVID, again, he's seen a gap in the market, been able to put himself in there and um, has, you know, had an opportunity. So, you know, all in all, um, you know, it's been good. It's been good to, to, to see and my team have um, grown closer. They've become sharper. They're more flexible. And um, I'm very proud of my ability to guide them through this because at the times I thought I couldn't do it because the, the landscape was just changing every day. And I had my bit and the people of the, the TBN to try to keep steady and keep looking ahead. And um, I'm, I'm proud of this year. I'm proud of TBN and I'm proud of uh, Kids in Charge and Right Start Don't Care. It's been a good year. You know that's wonderful to hear and and it's so true it's like it doesn't mean because there is that feeling when um there is a global economy issue people tend to think oh my god i'm you know it might it's you know it's going to affect me well, but your personal economy might not be because you can have you know the, the economy could be going really well and that's when you know something can go wrong for some some people in their business or work so it, it, from what I'm hearing you say, Connie, it's about you focusing on what you're doing and remembering your goals. And I know for you, um, even when you started your, your business, goal setting and, and, and knowing your vision, and, and you've said this already in, in the um, interview about purpose. And again, can you just go over why it's so important to have a purpose, have, you know, and set goals and, you know, um, see them through and how that works really well for business? So that you're, you know, you're already prepared, I think is what you said. Um, so when things like this happen, you know, you kind of are positioned quite well. So how, how important is it for people who may have a business and they might feel, God, it's struggling, or they might have lost their business this year and they're starting to dust themselves down and think, I'm going to go out there and start again? Yeah, nothing. First of all, for those people who have lost their business, you know, my heart goes out to you. But to remember that all that you have done to now is what is supposed to be to now because there's something else that is greater coming. And what you have learned so far, if you are open and you are positioned, then you will be ready with what you have learned thus far to go into the next chapter, which will be the best chapter yet. Yes. Well, because you, 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 we go through phases in our lives, and we just carry. I've seen each each phase of my life, from network marketing, teaching, everything I've ever done. I had to use it in this most difficult time, and then whatever I've learned now, I'll be using it in the next chapter. So I think planning. And being prepared and having, you know, having your path set out is important. But to have flexibility, to be looking at the trends, you must be looking at the trends so that you can see what's going on around you. You can't just be, you know, wanting to sell your widget, wanting to sell your widget, wanting to sell your widget. And nobody wants to buy that at the moment because 
you know, that other widget is what's being sold. So you need to see what else is going on. You need to be aware of, you know, what's happening in the world around, what's the trends, looking, you know, at the right type of publication so that you can see what in your industry, what's going on. And if you don't have an industry, what's coming next? What could you be involved in? What's going to be in the pipeline? And how can you diversify your skill set into different, I think another thing is looking at what your actions are and that you ensure that you do take income generating actions. People take a lot of actions when times are hard like it. Be careful about where you're spending your time. Is what I'm doing going to be able to cause me to generate an income? I learned that very early on in my business. I used to um, love creating rotors because I felt really comfortable with it and I liked moving all the names around and places. I didn't make any money from creating rotors. I really had to go out, go to schools and do the uncomfortable to actually ensure that I keep developing and looking for new sites and having to have those conversations and, you know, step out. And so I think having a plan that has a development, even what, even though like now we know we're going into another lockdown, what are we going to be doing in the month of January, the month of February? What are you going to be doing that positions you for when the, the, when the world opens up again? And what does your industry possibly look like? And but I'm now starting to think about this year's plan. I'm thinking about I probably need to do something with home home care and play workers that pick up the children and go to people's homes. Because oh, yes. this is it's not really what I want to do, but I need to stay afloat. So I think although you have your plan, you need to be able to be flexible in your plan. It's really important so you know how to where you've gone off course. If you go off course, you know where to come back to. But you do need to have the, the, the flexibility. And also, the other thing about planning, I would say, you're planning for different areas. You're planning for the business development, but you're also planning for your customer retention. How are you retaining the customers you have? What's your plan for them? What are you offering them? What freebies do you have for them? How are you valuing your previous customers? Even the one that just did business with you once, even the one who was interested. Yeah. But you know, how, how are you um, planning for your for your customers? And then obviously you have a staff team. What's your plans for your staff? There's a plan on every level. Well, you know, Connie, that's so um, powerful, you know, the income producing activities. And I think sometimes people don't always realise. And like you said, people can sometimes get stuck in, you know, the element that they actually like. And I love what you said there about, you know, always, always being ready to turn with where things are and don't always be, be stuck in this is how we've always done this. You know, always be ready to, to be flexible. Yes, you've got your plans, you've got your goals but you still have to move with where things are going. So follow the trends and um, don't get stuck in, you know, this is how we've always done it or this is what we were doing, you know, last year. 
Um, yeah, I, I love that. Love all that, yeah. what you've said there. Um, were, you, were you about to say something? No, no. Yeah, my, my question, actually, because um, um, we, we're down to six minutes. My God, I, I've still got more. But I wanted to... <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, before I ask you the last couple of questions, um, how can people get in touch with you, especially um, for Kickstart and I Am Somebody and anything else that they may want to, t- to talk to you about? Um, how can they get in touch with you? What, where are you in social media? And um, is there an email or well, where can they find you? I'm on LinkedIn. I'm not a great social media uh, person. The people who know me will know that. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but I try. And um, my email, you can get me a C Barrett, B A R R E W T at kidsincharge.co.uk Wow, and you know, you were saying uh, just in the, the last question, in the last answer you was given, you were talking about some things that you'd be thinking of um, to do in the future. And I, I just really want to ask you, where do you see what you're doing? Because you're doing great, you know, great works and we've so there's so much to what you do, so many levels. You run a business yourself, several businesses yourself, you work with people who's um, doing their business and a lot of them are already successful, but they want to go to the next level. So you help them. And then you've got these two dream projects that you're, you're doing. What else is in the is in the pipeline? What else is in there for Connie Barrett for the next two, three, four, five years? Or do you do you do you have that? Do you plan that far ahead or do you kind of allow, you know, your, yourself to be guided? Um. I had always thought of um, franchising kids in charge, and uh, I didn't. I didn't um, sort of continue it in that way. So I, um, I'm kind of not sure how much further I want to expand kids in charge. But I do know that I am looking at opening new nurseries under the Right Start Daycare um, umbrella. And I'm looking for business partners in that. I'm also looking at investment um, now and really wanting to work um, in particular with the black community on investment. Um, And so we have started an investment group and uh, we really want to uh, look at how uh, the black community is able to begin to start to trust each other to be able to come together and start to um, build financial wealth together and so we're going to start with um, a property we have uh, a group of us so far coming together i always want to do a project next year hopefully where we um we're not all black in the group but the the um the the heart of it from for me is just looking at us as people not really and um, being able to have trust each other to invest together being able to um buy this property flip a property and say we've done this so we can move on and eventually create a base of finances that will be able to support businesses as they try to go forward and and um, gain funding for their for new businesses because uh, i found it really difficult when I wanted to start my nurseries. My bank that I'd banked with for about 12 years, not 12 years, 
about 10 years or oh, I can't remember how long ago, but before I started the nursery, I'd banked with them for years and um, they didn't give they wouldn't give me any money to to start my nursery and I was disgusted because bank balance always healthy. I don't have anybody, they're a debt-free company. Um, I went to another place and in 20 minutes they gave me all the money. So I think that, um, you know, we need to be able to go to places and um, be able to support the up-and-coming businesses. Um, and so I'd like to be able to be part of of um, helping to develop. Uh, I'm working with this uh, a property developer as well, who the two of us have got this vision around um, banking, black banks, being able to, to happen here in the UK. So that's a long, long-term vision, just a, another inkling, but I want to spend time with my grandchildren, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, take care of myself, and um, over the next couple of years a lot, lot more um settling of the businesses that i have and um not too much expansion for a little while although doing i don't know that i don't know if i know how to rest but uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> i'm gonna try wow connie i mean that sounds amazing the banking the investments and um you know, and I like that you put yourself in there as well and said you're going to take care of you and, you know, you, you want to spend time with the grandchildren as well. Uh, Connie, any advice for 2021? Um, we're at the 10.30 mark and, I'm, you know, thank you for be, thank you for coming on and, um, you know, really appreciate you. Is there anything you want to say to people about 2021, how to kind of uh, see it in and, um, you know, what, you, what your thoughts are? What do you expect 2021 to be like? Um, I think if I was giving, well, I am, my thoughts about 2021 is, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that um, you have to keep your eye on the prize. I definitely will be keeping my eyes open. I believe that um, there's many bends in the road um, coming and just to not see the end of the road as an end but just see it as a bend you just need to turn as things change um i think being being able to um look ahead over the hill over sort of april what possibilities are keep possibilities ahead of you keep thinking on the possibilities looking at the trends and be positioned for the change because the change will come wow. we have to be positioned 